This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 1st of December. Justin, the Australian government is proposing a new law that could force social media giants like Facebook and Google to provide the contact details of users that post abusive comments online. Wow. This could bring an end to the savageness of many keyboard warriors. <laughs> Let's hope so. B-Man, no surprises here. A crypto token called Omricon oh my. that conveniently launched at the start of November has surged more than 900% since Saturday. Oh my. Now, Brett, a coincidence or something a little oh, more sinister? Three honest stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, Mr. Yum, the Melbourne-based mobile food ordering platform, just raised a whopping $89 million to take over the world. <laughs> One of the very, very big winners of COVID, B-Man. What is the story? So, Mr. Yum is an Australian mobile ordering and payments platform that was founded back in 2018. They pretty much became all the rage during COVID when nobody wanted to touch a grotty menu. <laughs> and nobody wanted to have waiters breathe all over them. <laughs> so what exactly do they do? Well, their QR codes feature on restaurant tables and basically let you order your food and your drinks via their web app. And pay for it too. Now, Justin, earlier this year, they raised an $11 million post-seed round. And now they've raised a further $89 million led by an investment firm called Tiger Global. And B-Man, this Series A funding brings the company's total funding to over $100 million. Wow, so what is the key learning here? When it comes to startup funding, there are a few terms that get thrown around. Well, we've got seed round, which is generally the funding a company receives before it actually produces a product or makes much money. Then we've got the series A round, which is generally when the company has a working product and clear evidence of some progress. And this is the round where venture capital firms generally come in. Then, Justin, we've got the series B round. This is all about taking the business to meet the new levels of demand. And if you make it to series C, <laughs> you're already a pretty huge company these days. And this cash is often used to help businesses develop new products or expand into new markets or even acquire other companies. So Justin, it looks like Mr. Yum is on its way to big, big mm, things. I reckon. For our second story, Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey has stepped down from his role as CEO after almost 16 years of playing leadership roles at the company. Making his resignation on <laughs> Twitter very apt. Uh -huh. Justin, what's the story? Alright, so Jack Dorsey is an American tech entrepreneur famous for starting two massive companies. Well, we've got Twitter, the social network site where people chat about politics and celeb goss <laughs> and crypto. And then we've got Square, the payments platform that just bought Afterpay in one of the biggest Aussie acquisitions of all time. And for a long time, Justin, Jack's been the CEO of both companies at the same time. A little bit in Square, <laughs> a little bit in Twitter. And that's kind of been a bit of a running problem. So now Jack Dorsey stepped down from his role as CEO at Twitter. And he reckons the company is ready to move on from being founder-led. So what's the key learning here? Founder-led companies are generally those companies whose founder is the CEO, is the president, or a board member. <laughs> Think Elon Musk at Tesla, Sarah Blakely at Spanx, or even Mark Zuckerberg at Meta. <laughs> and Brett, many investors believe there are significant benefits in having founder-led companies. Talk me through them. Well, founders generally look to the long term rather than focusing on the next earnings report. And founders have a large chunk of their wealth tied to the company's success, so they have a big incentive to make sure it all works. And they also know every last detail of the company because they were probably once the head of marketing, the head of sales, and the head of product. But sometimes it's reasonable for a founder to let go of their baby. Especially when that founder is also the founder of another business. For our third and final story, Westpac has been whacked with six lawsuits for allegedly charging dead customers financial advice fees. This is not a good look for Westpac, Brett. Ugh. What is the story? So Westpac was one of the banks that was heavily scrutinized in the 2019 Banking Royal Commission. And Brett, the fallout from the Royal Commission follows them around 
like a very bad smell. Still, talk me through it. All right, so ASIC, which is the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, they're alleging widespread compliance failures. Including a claim that Westpac charged 11,000 customers for financial advice. Only problem was that these customers were no longer alive. Ooh, i.e. they charged fees for no service. So now, Westpac's agreed to pay $113 million in fines. And pay $80 million in compensation to thousands of customers. So what's the key learning here? Fee-for-service is a payment model where services are provided in exchange for a tidy, tidy fee. <laughs> that makes sense to me, Brett. But the problem arises when you're in a fee-for-service contract that rolls over year on year and you're no longer using that service. Like that gym membership of yours, my friend. <laughs> Don't remind me. And the Royal Commission uncovered that financial services companies were charging fees for no service. And boy, was this juicy. <laughs> we're talking AMP, ANZ, Combank, NAB, Westpac and more. And as a result, my friend, banks have returned nearly $2 billion to customers for financial advice that they never <laughs> received. And I think it's fair to say that Westpac will be hoping to pay the fines without much fanfare and move on. Flux family, we're coming to the end of the year and we all know this can be a pretty hard time to save some money. So our savings game Win the Week is the perfect incentive to save 25 bucks every single week. And the best part is, Jazzy Boy, you can win up to 40 guaranteed cash prizes every week. This week's winners, we had Phil from Northern Territory. Holly from Queensland. Alexander from Victoria. Irish from Victoria. Schwerkley from Queensland. And 35 other cash winners this week. So, B-Man, where are we signing up? Download the Flux app and play Win the Week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.